Yeah, I guess you better know. Reppin' for the flows, back with bros upon the Sever show. Sever show, okay? So I play with the Lego though. Steppin' on these bricks is pretty sick. I guess they never know, but let it go. Okay, done with my tricks. Thank you so much for the drink, it's a 196. So you understand, I better be tellin' them I'm like another felon because I'm sippin' on the double lemon. Lemon then look venomous, kinda like in Spider-Man. Can I ask you for a topic so I can start the rhyme plan? Trying to say something, what about Ryan? Go TikTok account. Okay, so listen, now I best just bounce. I'm about to spit some hip hop now on the TikTok account. So look, you understand I got a couple people. I'm no borrowers, but I highly suggest you probably tag me to get some followers. But look, okay, now I just get, I can feel. My attention spans shorter than a TikTok reel. So look, I'm about to keep on rapping mass appeal. So I need another topic to just spit bars of steel. <laughs> Welcome to the Sevo Show. We have a guy that has a name with Dylan in it. He's got four of names. Um, can you introduce yourself? Because I already forgot all four names. Go. My full name is Stian Dylan McShane Deberitz. <laughs> and uh, people call him McShane, the guy For good reason. <laughs> yeah, McShane. And um, when I first met him, it was on uh, the TEDx thing. We did a uh, TED thing. Not, not TED thing, TEDx. We have to say that legally, otherwise, you know. Still waiting for that video, by the way. Same. Yeah, and um, I mean, I knew about you and actually one of my first things before I blew up on TikTok was one of your gigs at, I think it was the Brisbane Hotel. Yeah, Oasis Comedy Lounge, I yes. think, upstairs. Uh, with you and Delby. Yeah. Um, so he is one half of Who's Rhyme with an E on the end. Don't fucking spell it wrong. <laughs> and uh, Delby was my celebrant, Del- Daniel Del- Delbrello. Um, and uh, Daniel's obviously on the Hard Yarns podcast. And yeah, they two collabed and... Uh, and uh, you taught Delby how to rap um, better. <laughs> and, I would take credit uh, for that. He's a funny man, um, but that combination of your talent of uh, rapping mm. and his talent of quick-witted humour, yeah. it's like... You we got, feed off each other too. Like. Yeah. So how did you like come to know Delby? It was actually through um, like a kind of music jam night they used yeah. to do at the moon. It was called Collab. This oh, is yeah. like maybe like 2015 kind wow. of thing. And so I would always rock up there and just hang out and watch the band and then eventually jump up and start freestyling. And then one night he jumped up and I was like, dude, who's this guy? And then we ended up doing Comedians versus Rappers at Fringe together yeah. and we had to like bat- rap battle each other. And then I saw him back at Collab again and all of a sudden he's like improved with rap. And I was like, man, we should link up. And then so we started kind of talking and then we just thought, how funny would it be to do like a comedy rap kind of fusion? That's awesome. And then we linked up and made Who's Rhyme. That's awesome. I remember sitting in the in the like the aisle taking photos of you guys on like one of your first kind of gigs. And it was surreal. Like we're here now chatting. I know. You know, come full circle and I'm doing my thing with my weird shit. Um, but yeah, so how did you how did you come to be? You said you spawned in off camera. Yeah. And uh, your main skill set that uh, the creators gave you was what? Creators gave me the ability to harness ADD <laughs> and, uh, and stitch rhymes and words together. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, my like origin, rap origin story is, um, yeah, as a young dude was just, as soon as I discovered hip hop, I was just completely enamored and, and just loved it. Yeah. And I've always been someone who likes puns and jokes and yeah. kind of, I'd always joke around like with little changing the lyrics of a rap song or something like this. And then I kind of just kept going at it and realized like, man, it's fun to actually make your own rhymes. Yeah. And then I think I just got the addiction and it just kind of spiraled on like that. And yeah. any time I could get on a mic, I'd give it a go, whether it was a, at a party or a kick Amazing. on. Amazing. And, and then one thing led to the other, led to like emceeing with 
DJ mates, led to playing sets, led to emceeing drum and bass shows, rapping with bands and then doing a TED Talk with you. Yes. So how long ago was your first kind of pay gig in this? I'd probably say seriously, uh, rap-wise, maybe about 2014. And how old you, were you then? I'm going to have to do some quick maths. Yeah. Uh, I'm old. Uh, it was about maybe roughly, I am going to get this horribly wrong, but about 21-ish. Yep. Nice. That's probably Ish. horribly wrong. 21. So that makes you something around uh, 30. 31. One? Yeah. Allegedly. The maths yeah. is quick. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, were you rapping or doing any of that stuff in high school? Nah. See, I used to be a metalhead. Yeah. Yeah. And so I still have big love for metal deep, deep down within. But I always used to listen to like new metal, punk rock. I was playing in metal bands for a couple of years. And then I'd rock up at the jams and we'd be like going to rehearse. And I'd just sit there with my laptop showing people these beats I made. And they're like, dude, you're making hip hop beats at a metal jam. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not our genre. I know. So, and so we kept going. And then yeah. like, I just realized my love was in, in hip hop. Yeah. And you weren't afraid to pivot? No, nah, not at all. Because for me, it started, I think when rehearsal and, and bands and that started to feel like a chore, that was kind of the moment that yeah. I realized maybe my passions lay elsewhere. That's it. Once it feels like a chore, you need to move on. Yeah. Especially with uh, your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, Ryan mic'd up for the first time in a podcast and uh, he's uh, now voice active. G'day. How you doing, everyone? Is that just my conscious? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can't really hear him, so we may have to introduce headphones one day, but I, I'm really enjoying the aesthetic of not having headphones. Like yeah, I'm, no, my, it's nice. My ears are not hurting at the end of it. But, uh, yeah, Ryan, everybody, thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and uh, our next upgrade will be the TV, and we'll, we'll make him like the full-on Joe Rogan, Jamie yeah. sort of Pull shit. Pull it up, Jamie. Pull it up, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> So yeah, that's fun. But yeah, so um, you're you're in high school. You're a metalhead. What instrument are you playing? I used to play guitar. That cool. was like my first obsession. Yeah, and that kind of then became drums. Yeah, Ooh. and then I would piss my neighbours off astronomically. I'd race home like as soon as school would finish. I'd like start sprinting home, <laughs> run inside, throw my bag down, pick up the sticks, and start smashing it out. Yeah, and my uh, my drum kit, the room it was in, was like backed right <laughs> onto the neighbours, <laughs> and the neighbour he was this like English painter. Um, <laughs> name redacted and w when I started having like jams and rehearsals at my house all my mates would come over and we would play like full death metal oh, no. and this, this is like the era where people were pig squealing like <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like get home and have these full metal jams yeah. and then he, one day he knocked on the door and he was just like doo -doo -doo -doo. mum answers the door and then he's like tell me who is that boy that sounds like the devil himself <laughs> <laughs> with the English yeah. once I played um one of my like first metal gigs, it was at the Kalamunda Agricultural Fair. So it's not even, <laughs> what the fuck? it's like a family event. <laughs> it's fuck? like, so obviously they were looking for local bands. We were one of the only local dudes. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good yarn. And um, we rocked up, like invited my mum down. My mum invited my nana, like family's all proud. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, yeah, we're so, so happy for you. <laughs> Get down there. As soon as we ring the cord out, the singer's like, all right, you mother, beep. I want to see a mosh pit. You can swear. We just started playing, yeah, you mother fudges, mother fathers. And then started this full mosh pit and everyone's like smashing each other at the Kalamunda Agricultural Fair. And then they had to cut us off. And we felt like rock stars. But my nana was just like, ah. <laughs> My family give me shit to that, about that to this day. They, they did a speech on that at my 30th to rip on me. 
That's so good. Yeah. What a fucking yarn. <laughs> so it's safe to say that's probably when my like metal career stopped. <laughs> wow. Well, at least at least it would it stopped because you had another passion, not because you were embarrassed about yeah. it. Kalamunda family fair yeah. with the that's crazy. Any uh, listeners who are on the board of Kalamunda Agricultural Fair, I'm sorry. What sort of what sort of like lyrics were they? What what are you singing about? I'm pretty sure oh, like, the singer wrote them. They would have just been like absolute pus, <laughs> just like die. Sure, the word die, death, hate was in there. Yeah, all squealed like a pig. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I ever got into real relaxing music. Yeah. It's really you. You really want to like unwind you know, and unwind and have a bath. Yeah, go find some like uh, organic eggs yeah. to purchase and fuck yeah and die. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Manning Markets last weekend and it's just the dude was playing. He played Metallica on acoustic. Um, what's the one? Uh, one of the classics and he just killed it like perfect. And it was such a vibe. I sat. I was. I, Nothing else matters. That one. Yeah. Exactly that one. Yeah. Um, that was. Dope, like he killed it. I was like Metallica, interesting. Mm. He, he nailed it. Did you do a Slipknot uh, classical guitar cover? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Did you? <laughs> no. Are you still playing guitar at all? Nah, kind of. It's fall, really fallen to the wayside. Like I, I looked at my guitar as I was walking out my studio on the way here, and I just yeah. went, I probably should. But it, I used to run music stores for like twelve years, so I'd always be surrounded by them. Yes. I think, I think that kind of filled mm. my. Like yeah. filled my cup, I guess. Yeah. But the the problem was just a two ADD man. Like I pick it up and I'm like, yeah. And then as soon as I I'm th- stop yeah. being interested, I'm I just think, like, I think that's 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 you just diagnosed me with ADD as well because that's literally me. I've been playing uh, guitar since 14, right? Mm. And I would just have this random. I'd see my guitar and I'm like, is there anything else? No, let's play it. Three, four songs in, I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. And then my phone would ring, ring or something. I'm like, oh yeah. And then I'd be on my phone for like fucking yeah. 45 minutes with my the guitar vortex. in my lap. I'm like, why are my thighs hurting? Oh, my oh. fucking guitar's been resting on me. So I put it away and then six months later, we're at it again. Yeah. But I go on waves. Like I get really into yeah. like back into it. And then all and of a sudden. And you get calluses on your fingers. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck. Totally. You've got to commit. But yeah, it got like it, it goes in waves. Like I get really hyped on it and yeah. then I sit down, plug it in, start practicing. Then I like look up YouTube tutorials, learn chords. Then I start recording beats. Yeah. And then I hit like the brick wall where I'm like, oh, this is too hard. Oh, what's on there on my <laughs> phone? And then now it's yeah. dusty, my yeah. guitar. So it's a, you have to restring it as well. Yeah. When you have fresh strings, you're like kind of motivated for like two, three weeks mm. and then you let it go. And then like six months later, you're like, oh, they're rusted and they're probably going to break or whatever. But now that you have something that you've really honed in on, and that's kind of like the essence of this podcast is what are you really fucking motivated with? What is something that drives you that is undeniably, undistractably your thing? Mm. And that is Freestyle hip-hop. rap. Freestyle yeah. rap. So how did you – what is the process of it? You – in your head, do you think that the ADD thing makes you think quicker and is valuable to that? Do you think you would be able to do it with that if you didn't have ADD? See, I don't know, but yeah. I, I have genuinely considered that. And um, at one of the shows on, I think it was last Friday, some, somebody actually came up to me after yeah. and said like, "What you because talk about ADD in the show and someone was like, ADD is like a filing cabinet and someone's thrown all the files out all over the floor, like everything that you know. And what you're doing when you freestyle rap is you're skimming through the filing cabinet and putting everything back in its place. And I was like, wow, that's an interesting way to think about it. And I think 
when I rap, it, it does feel like that. Like there's all these ideas flying around. That's why I'm like, give me a topic. So like, I take my brain to where I've learned about or read about that. And then I'm grabbing that thing and, and organizing it in a rap and the rhyme and fitting everything in place. So I think I kind of, it's like meditation in a way. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's, that's why I'm so passionate about You're it. You're so quick at it. And it's just like, and obviously you, you do your reps mm. and you practice more and more and becomes even quicker. Yeah. But just like coming, coming out with a word that just rhymes, obviously, within seconds as you're or doing another verse, mm. I've always been fascinated about it. I mean, the first time I was introduced to it was uh, 8 Mile. Yeah. yeah. 8 Mile movie. Um, you know that Eminem guy? Yeah, I, I've echo, I heard about him. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? How do you do that? And then I realized it's a thing. I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, that's crazy. I went to Summer Jam Perth two weeks ago. And there was the kids. I did a TikTok with them. Blew up on TikTok. They were just, I got a beat. I got a beat. And the Sick. kid just just starts Man, spitting bars. I love hearing that, dude. Because it's it's such a powerful and and um, accessible form of art. Like yeah. you know, guitar. You have to buy a guitar. You have to yeah. sit down. You have to. Ow, my my hands hurt. Like freestyle, you can just start talking, and then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, cat rhymes with bat. Ooh, mm -hmm. hat rhymes with that as well. And then yeah. it's like, well, I'm doing it. And then, and then you, you're able to like bring it all back in. That's my mm. favorite part about it. Like you've got the progressional uh, over time and you get yeah. so good. And then like Buster Rhymes does it so well with – because I watched this video of his that, – that rhyme. What's it called? The one where he went hardcore. Is that um, – Look at me now. Yeah, that yeah. verse is so sick. I, I listened then to that verse. They're going to hit it when they got to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I looked at the breakdown because someone color-coded – Everything. The compound rhymes in there. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, man. And I'm like, how, how, how the fuck do you do that? That That is insane. Yeah. You know? I feel as though like confidently now kind of where my rhyme, mental rhyme dictionary mm. is at, like I could tell a story about anything and, and along the way there's all the little joining bridges yeah. and, and the gaps and I kind of get like an adrenaline rush when I'm like, I, see, I can see the rhyme over there. I just need to build a bridge from this one to that one. And then Lovely. when I hit all the the rhymes within that, I'm like, yeah, and yes, it kind of pushes me. It. And then when you hit it, because most people are, you know, plebs and they don't know. Mm. But when they hear that, they're like, holy yeah. shit. But you're already excited about yeah. it before you got there. There was one. Um, it's like wanking, but you know you're going to yeah. come. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's there's, coming. There's little micro ejaculations <laughs> on the way. I'm edging. <laughs> Lyrically edging. Love that. Um, there was one show I did. It was at the Balmoral on Sunday and the freestyle rap, somebody's like, rap about an SA pissing on a plant. Yeah, you sent like, me cool, that video. All right, let's go. <laughs> so I started doing it. And as I'm rapping and doing the verse, in the corner of my eye, I saw a, a literally like a little plant on the, um, on the shelf above the fireplace there. Yeah. And as I'm freestyling, I saw this thing and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to use that as I'm rapping. And then I like walked over and picked the plant up and brought it into my actual freestyle and then dropped the punchline as I was holding the plant. And I was like, fuck, this is the stuff I live for. Just when you see it and you're like, I'm going to get it. And then you execute it and it's flawless. Just a, Such a good release. Just a pathway that, that that's on. I think that's the title of the podcast, How to Succeed with ADHD. That's the correct mm. thing, isn't it? You can't yeah. say ADD anymore. How to Succeed with ADHD. There you go. <laughs> Ryan's got it. He, he gets it. Yeah. He's, he's just like. Yeah, I vibe with that. He's like, what were you guys talking about? I was on my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, so how is that now translated for you to make a career out of it? And most importantly, well, not most importantly, it's a, it's a secondary thing, mm. money, monetizing. Um, what do you do for a living? 
I'm, I'm actually, so I used to run music stores for yeah. 12 years. So worked in music retail, mm. managed uh, Manny's Music, store DJ, and then worked at Cosmic. But then in the last eight months, I've transitioned to be an account manager. So now I import all music brands and sell to the actual music stores um, with a company called CMI, which is really cool. So great job, still in the industry, but I don't have to deal with the Karens at the counter um, anymore. So it's kind of allowed me like a new flexibility and freedom. Hmm. So now I'm working from home, um, obviously, you know, get all my work done, but all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm here, I can yeah. do stuff. If you've got an idea, edit a video, start rapping, freestyling. Um, so that's, that's that. But I guess where my rap thing is now, it's in this weird um, boiling stage, yeah. I'd probably say. It's like I feel like everything's coming to a head in terms of like to go to the next dimension. And like, oh, I know what you man, need to do. You, you know what's going on. I know what you need to do. Like you sent me a few videos on Instagram, but what you really need to do, and I've, I've been – preaching this to so mm. many people with their niche and industry and skill set is you need to get to the kids first. And it sounds weird. It sounds kind of like evil, but if you get to the kids first in a good way, obviously, mm. like if you get them to love you, they will not stop talking about you and then they will tell their parents and then yeah. their parents go, Oh, actually, Oh wow. He's got an adult's version. Yeah, of this. Yeah, we totally. should go see it. Oh wow. That was actually really good. Then their friends know about mm. it. And that's, that's what I'm telling everybody to do on social media. And like, that's what I did. You're I did definitely it. right. Yeah, I was the OG at this because, and and Delby would know. Um, if you win the kids over at school before you start teaching them, the teaching becomes easier. So if you win the audience over with your passion, with what you love doing, they'll be like, that guy's doing mm. his thing, and I fucking vibe with it. Then if you ever go, hey, come see a gig, they're like, I'm going yeah. to commit. It's not my not my vibe. But this guy is so happy and I want to feel – I want to be there and be like, fuck yeah, totally. this guy's doing well. Like for years I, I really struggled with identity as a, yeah. as a rapper because, I mean, I, I love the art. The art mm. is, is what I'm most passionate about. Um, you know, I've done grime music. I've done hip-hop. I've been a drum and bass MC, uh, rapped with bands and then, you know, hosted events and all, all these different things I've done are kind of their own pigeonhole. But I guess finding comedy – and rap and then integrating freestyle together, um, I found myself. And then other people have registered that. Like yeah. even was at a drum and bass gig the other week and this old school um, DMB dude I've played heaps of shows with, he comes up and he's like, I'm really happy you found your thing, man. And I'll go, thanks. Like it's not necessarily his thing. You know, he is all about that world. Yeah. But for him to say that, he, he can see a difference. Yeah. And I think also the, the traction and opportunities are kind of magnetising himself to me because it – I, I'm in a real genuine um, place that actually feels right yeah. as opposed to forcing something like, you know, did the grime thing for a bit. I'm not an angry guy. I've got nothing to be angry about. <laughs> you know, hip hop, I'm not like some tough dude or whatever. Um, you know, take the best parts of all those genres and make your own and make my own. But it just feels natural with, with what's going on now. Yeah. And um, it, like all the fringe shows, man, it's awesome. And the reacts and reviews are people can see that I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm having fun. Yeah. Is the most people important People vibe part. that shit. Like even, even most of the, when I saw you recently at the kids thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kids, like barely any of them they had a clue. Mental, they go mental, man. They, they were sick, but like some of the young ones were like, I'm just here because Paw Patrol's coming up after this. And then, but the adults, I can hear them. They're like, yeah. fuck yeah. 
totally. Some yeah. of the kids' shows, man, they're actually our loosest shows. Like <laughs> it's it's chaotic. Like they're running around just going mental and then we get to still drop punchlines and double entendres that the parents get yeah. but the kids are like, Whew. It's kind of like uh, Stereosonic at about 9 p.m. Yeah, totally. <laughs> On the pingers. It's great. Yeah, red cordials. <laughs> so what's your like uh, next 12 months look like? Where do you want to – where do you see yourself in 12 months to yeah. start with? I guess uh, – to manifest and, and to kind of put it out there, you know, I would love to do freestyle comedy rap um, full time, whether that's with Who's Rhyme as a, as a main project or whether that's me doing my own kind of side, you know, weird niche um, with the show that I do or just being a host of events, public speaker, anything to do with rhyme, rap, comedy and just, just public speaking. I guess the, the trick is how do I get there? Um, <sighs> I've have so many ideas. Yeah. Holy so shit. I, you know, I'll say I've made a real conscious effort to kind of give my social media kick yeah. up the ass. And so obviously fringe is great for content. Mm. So now I've got videos. I'm not gonna say my editing's the best. I'm learning a lot. My understanding of the algorithm's pretty lackluster. That's it's such a distraction though. But the content, like I know the content's yeah, there. The content's and there. you know, I'll sorry to cut you off there. Um, but to drop, you know, I'll drop a video. One video will do exceptionally well, and then I'll drop another video which is yeah. of the, effectively the same you know yeah. segment from the show it's nothing to do with the raps the raps are great but it's just the way that it's presented and mm. edited yeah it's a fickle fickle mistress yeah. the oh mate the, the algorithm's fucked and they're, they're talking about heating recently heating is uh when uh the in in internal staff of an app like tiktok would purposely boost a oh, video right. yeah they would just put it up in front of everybody that they would force to see it yeah and then, then it would start to spark up. Like I had a video and I'm not saying it was heated, but uh, 4 million views since like the 8th of January. That's insane. Yeah. And that, uh, cause they've got a new statistic on TikTok. You can see how many people directly followed you from that video. 210,000. Mental. One video, right? And I've had success like that before. I've had videos that did, that blew me up three, mm. 400,000, maybe two or three now. Um, but they come so wide apart and the, the art of it is finding the next thing. And it's, yeah. it's like, a, like a drug. But, um, but then ultimately you want to build a community. You want to build totally. your people. And that's, this is what creators aren't doing. Mm. This is what people with businesses aren't doing. They're like, I need to get on TikTok. I need to start doing this shit and that shit. I need to learn how to fucking edit and all that. It's very that. like one-way conversation. Yeah. Like, that's the content but and then that's I'm where like, it stops. But then I'm like, Why? And they're like, oh, I want to, you know, get more gigs and make more money. I'm like, okay, well, if you do it mm. like that, it's not going to work. But if you're genuinely passionate about it and you know the content and you, you know what it looks yeah. like, then you probably have to find people that know what they're doing for you. Yeah. And this isn't me trying to pitch to you. This is just me in general with anyone. No, it does make sense. That yeah. is genuinely keen on like showcasing themselves because they're past that introverted stage mm. and then they're away. They're going – I've got my fucking passion. I want to. I want to show my case myself, but I don't have time to film, edit. You you're, know? you're so right, man. So many talented. You're preaching people to like the that. choir because this yeah. is this exactly what you just said is actually the revelation I had yeah. like in the last fortnight. It's just like I yeah. know what I can do. I know what my strength is. Yeah. Um, and that's just you can literally just do it. interviews on the street where you can ask someone a question and then whatever they say in response, you you make a rap mm. out of it without even telling them, right? And then this is my collab idea with you, by the way. We would go out and I'd get like Ryan to record us and you would be in the background. Yeah. But you'd be able to hear what's Can happening. I wear a ghillie suit? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would be like, I would ask their name and then I would ask what their favorite, I don't know, maybe even a branded fucking yeah. collab. That would be sick. Like what their favorite food is or whatever. And then, um, and then you would come in and go, hey, name your favorite food and then just make a fucking That'd rhyme. That would go off. That would go off. Yeah. And then like. I'm down, man. Like, yeah, totally. dude. And then people will start following you and stuff. Mm. And like people ask me all the time, can you follow me or can I be in your videos? And I'm like, why? And they're like, I want yeah. more followers. I'm like, yeah, but why? What are the followers no, going to get yeah, exactly. from following you? I don't want to start, you know, shouting people out. Mm. And this is a problem every day. Like I get fucking kids asking all the time. And I said to them, why should people follow you? No disrespect. And they're like, ah, uh, because I want more clout. I'm like, yeah, yeah, why do you want more clout? Why do people, why are people going to come back to you? It's exactly. like, it's like me referring a mechanic who goes, hey, can you refer me more clients? I don't know how to fucking fix mm. a car, but I'm calling myself a mechanic. I'm like, no yeah. way, because then my rep will go down. It's yeah, like, it's fucked. It's very ego driven. Yeah. So that's kind of universe on that side. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of like. I've been networking for years and I've got the talented people. And then anytime mm. I find someone new, once I like we start working and I go, this, you're going to do so well. Like, Oh, this guy, his name's, um, fuck, I think his name's William. He's out of the UK and he, I saw him do these parody TikToks uh, where he would find a video clip, a music video clip of like, I don't know, Chris Brown yeah. or some song and it would just be the first two seconds of the singer going, oh, and then it would just clip to him doing the same thing in a fucking empty room and he would have like – like he would use a T-shirt oh, pretending like the, to be the hair. The full piss take vibes. The whole piss take. And then if there's anyone else in the clip, he'd be doing it with his teddy bear or something. Like a grown-ass fucking 26-year-old mm. man, like guy doing this. And I'm like, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And this was early on. And I'm like, dude, I love your shit. And he was like, thanks, man. You're, you're, you're really well. Can you give me some tips? I was like, just keep going. Just keep doing this every day. Yeah. You'll fucking blow up. Now he's got like 6 million followers. On him. And he's doing sick. Totally. It's like, it's all about consistency You're and right, loving man. what you do. I've, I've really like, as I say, like had that revelation and just gone for years, like really wrestled with pushing to the next oh. level. You know, I'd always listen to other people um, in terms of, you know, I would, you know, their opinions I would really yeah. take on or take to heart. Some people are like, nah, that's shit. That's not funny. Don't do this. And then it's, it's kind of caged me for so long. And then just really discovering myself and finding that freestyle yeah. comedy union where I'm like, this is it. You know, it's infinite. It, you can do anything with it. Yeah. And then now I'm, I'm hungry, man. Like yeah. I'm salivating. So you need, to start, you need to start a business. And here's an opinion you didn't ask for. But the, the business is for you to, you know, do your thing. But then it's like you have to kind of be confident that you're going to scale. But mm. at the same time, have a, have a backup plan or have an exit strategy. So whatever you're doing now with your side job or your main job with the, um, selling audio equipment to the, these stores, um, that will eventually have no more time for you to, to do that because you're touring too much with Delby or yourself. You know, Delby just quit teaching last year. I know, year. he's a major inspiration for Dude, me. You know, and like I did that two years before mm. and then I always said to Delby because I, I literally got married the same year that I quit teaching and I said to him, dude, you are next. You, are, you have to be next. And because he's got his celebrant's job, he's making bank from that. He is, yeah, he's killing it. And he's also doing his fringe, he's doing his comedy and he, um, all this other shit, entrepreneur shit. He works hard too. He right? does, he does. 
So now it's your turn. It's mm. like, all right, how can you exit that current business? Even though the job's cruisy, of course. Like, your job is to make a better living from that. Yeah. But there's all this other stuff that I showed you, and I'll show you after this as well with investing in that. But it's so much harder for entrepreneurship journeys to do this because you go, you don't know when your next meal is. Yeah. Even though your your meals come in like months or even quarters or even half years. Sometimes you get fed for mm. a whole year from one opportunity. Like I had an opportunity twice that I got f- fed for fucking three, four years in one go wow. from my consulting stuff. Yeah. And I was like, cool, let's grow the company and do this more. Yeah. Because I want to escape the rat race. The thing where I'm at as well, I know I'm in that real teething stage. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The spark's there, the ember's yeah. burning. And I know it's infinitely scalable. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a mortgage as well. So oh. there's the responsibility brain. Do you have a missus? Sure do. Do you have kids? Not yet. Oh, nice. Not yet. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's that responsibility brain that exists. And that's kind of why I'm teetering mm. here. I'm just yeah. trying to be constructive and, and smart at the moment. Yeah. Um, because it's for me to just switch immediately. It's not monetized in the sense no, continuously. Not, like not Fringe is great. You know, it's eight yeah. shows a weekend, but um, it's that other time. So I, I need to find, and Delby said this to me as well. He goes, you just need to find something else that's a, an earner. So I've been doing voice acting. So I'm signed up with a voice acting agency called Abe's Audio. So I do radio ads. The brand new Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do like a Sevo Show podcast? Yeah. You're listening to the Sevo Show podcast. Did you know that one in three Australian males listen to the Sevo podcast? Authorised post trading government camera. I'm definitely going to just, yeah. just do that for you. <laughs> so I do um, so do that, which is cool. But that's also scalable. So yeah, they started yeah. me off on like easy radio jobs and they go, yeah. man, you can make a couple grand a month doing this. Yeah, retainers. Totally. And then there's obviously the Who's Rhyme stuff. Yeah. We are just about to launch a hip hop quiz night called Notorious QIZ. Me and Delbs, haven't told you about that one yet. Holy shit. You're going to love it, bro. So there's that. That's another kind of vehicle. Mm. And then I've got Mind of an MC, my solo thing, and then all the drum and bass shows that I'm doing and all the guest spots. What is your missus? Does you, do you ever see her? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're great. But the thing is, she's, she's actually amazing. She's very supportive in the sense that- That is such a massive element. Like my she's wife- She's exceptional. Like she's cr- cream, yeah. cream on top and around and underneath and inside. Um, and there's times where it comes where I'm like, oh shit, I, I need to spend time yeah. with you. No, not need. I want to spend exactly. time with you. Exactly. Yeah, But I've got all these opportunities lined up, mm. like going to Melbourne tomorrow- and when I come back on Sunday, Sunday's our sacred day. Yeah. And we have a rule, like if I'm making money on the Sunday to whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. she gets some of it because that's eating into our sacred yeah. day. I'm like, yeah, sick, fair enough. That's, so she's monetized really nice. that. She's hustled She knows that. like um, my, my girlfriend, she definitely is like aware and she knows when I'm cooking and she knows when it's on. Um, so she's really supportive in that sense. She's like, you do you, babe, go for it. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm also very mindful that, it's, you know, relationship, it's 50-50. So, you yeah. know, i got to spend that time and I want to spend that time. Yeah. But she's really supportive in the sense that if there's an opportunity that comes out and it's going to be a multi-day thing or, you know, I'm like, I need to edit these videos. I know it's so boring, uh, but I'm going to do this tonight, etc. She's like, do it because she knows it's building to something. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to if I was just like, you know, taking the piss. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to go out drinking or whatever. That's a different story. I don't even have time. Like this, drinking this is luxury, mm. you know, like – 
Um, I just think it's nice to sit down for once. It is. Yeah. It is. It actually is. This is like a time where I'm actually not thinking about my work. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about what you're on about mm. and what I'm going to ask next that's value for you, value for the audience. Totally. And I can learn something. So it's like a good escape until I can go to Japan and snowboard because that's sick. You know? That is the dream. That is the dream. The dream for me, honestly, is to escape the rat race and be able to afford three or four trips a year yeah. to go to fucking Swiss, Alps. You and I have a very similar aspiration. To, to, totally. to Canada, to uh, Japan, just fuck Australian summer off completely because mm-hmm. it's too hot and it's just a bell end of a time. And then, yeah, just have a good time doing that. Um, and then you have kids and all that. Yeah. So you're not married yet? Not seeing not a yet. Ring? No, this, I'm, I'm married to the rap game apparently <laughs> for, for now. How long have you, have you, how long have you been with her? Uh, for three years. Like, ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. Sizzling. Sizzle. 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 Yeah. And um, does she come to your gigs? She does. So yeah. she, she does support, but, you know, you can only come to so many drum and bass yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can only come to so many yeah. comedy gigs, etc. Yeah. So she knows what I do and she totally backs it, but also it's kind of at that point where once you've seen – or been there, you know, a hundred times. Yeah. It's not new anymore. She's done her, her due diligence. She has. And she's supported you. She gets what you're on totally. about. And she'll probably start going to new gigs when you're doing like big tour That's days. right. That's like, right. Like big opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. That, exactly. That, like those moments is, is fair enough. But you're like, yeah, no, just chill at home while I make the bank. Yeah. She's, she's happy to do her thing too. Yeah, yeah. She came out to um, one of the fringe shows on the weekend, brought a whole group of our mates out. Yes. So she totally, totally is about it. But yeah. I could imagine, for example, if, you know, I was in her position and she was out doing something, et cetera. You know, once I've seen this, seen that so many times, she's like, you, you kind of don't really need me there. Like you're just doing, yeah. doing your thing. Yeah. Do you, and this is something else that will come about for successful people in relationships um, without going kind of too much into what she does if, if she doesn't want um, us to talk about it. Um, something that I hear a lot of is uh, one side of the relationship does significantly better. How do you kind of tackle that sort of thing? And we're not trying to keep scoring each other. Mm. Uh, one person, and, and most of the time it is the female, to go, well, when we have kids, I'll carry the I'll, I'll carry the fort. Just don't be fucking away for months on end, you know? Yeah. So what's that like for you right now? For me, I can kind of see it because it, it actually played out in my family. Um, so my dad was a musician um, or is a musician and he would go touring and then mum would kind of hold the fort. Um, with us guys. So I kind of saw that, but I saw it in a different dynamic. I saw what not to do and I saw what you can do. Yeah. So I'm definitely mindful of that. You yeah. know, for example, if um, if I'm on a tour or something like this or playing a multiple series of shows, like it's important to be there, you know, communicate and just be present. Because what I saw in my kind of childhood is like, you know, my dad would get home from work. He was a paramedic hectic long 12-hour day, then he'd change out of his suit, put a tuxedo on, grab his bass guitar, go, see you kids, run out and then come home at 3am and then I'd only get fleeting windows. Or when he was home after all these gigs, he was burnt out, like don't blame him. And then so the time that I would have with him, you know, sometimes we just wouldn't really get much. Yep. So I saw that's the other side of it. So for me, I'm very conscious of how present I am when I am home. So how would you do that better? Time. Uh, I guess communication and kind of managing and setting my own expectations, or should I say, you know, coming up to the expectations. So if someone's like, dude, I want you to do five gigs for a week, um, you know, you're going to be traveling here, here, there, 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 et cetera. 
maybe, you know, I would attenuate it to be like, maybe I don't need to do five, I could do four or at least make it sustainable. You know, not every situation is going to, I'm not going to have, have that luxury to do that, but just keep communication up, be present and be there. Yeah. I think because I haven't been thrown in that exact situation yet, that's probably my forecast understanding of it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I'm the, I'm the same, you know, like going away and we, we, we set boundaries or we set kind of like expectations mm. and stuff and we don't keep tabs, we have an understanding and we need to just communicate. Yeah. You know, just, just communication. Exactly. If you keep it boiled up, you're going to have a bad time. Totally, because it manifests into other stuff. Yeah. And, and then you, it just explodes one day. And you, or... and you start assuming. Mm. Assumptions are the worst thing. Don't assume shit. Make an ass out of you and me. You heard yeah. that one? Yeah. No. <laughs> ass you me. Yeah, yeah, ass you me. Exactly, exactly. So kids are on the cards. Um, what about ultimate goals, manifestation? Yeah. Um, you and or Delby with your show – um, where's the dream venue? Dream, the dream, oh, dream venue, man. I'd love to play theatres or big, for example, oh, where did I, I had like a vision the other day when we went to a gig. I was like, man, I can see us doing this. Like a, for example, an Astor Theatre or Perth Convention Centre and doing the big format, Who's Rhyme? Yeah. And, you know, like the, like a Chappelle concert, you know, have the opening DJ hyping everyone up playing on stage with a live band. So the live band would make hip hop. Yeah. And so everything's freestyle. Um, we also thought about doing like TV pilots and series and actually selling it as like a um, wild and out kind of style game show. But that that's certainly the big dream, but in terms of venues, but I think the big dream for me, man, is like, is to just live off my passion. Yeah. Which I can see it there. It's, you know, lingering over there, flickering, yeah. but it's building the bridge to get to it. Yeah. That's the challenge. But ultimately the goal is to do exactly what you've done yourself, man, and just, uh, you know, I appreciate it. And I know it's hard <sighs> and it's like intense Fuck. and I see, you know, the amount of effort and, and labour that you put in, but mm. that certainly is the dream and you can't get there without putting yeah. in sweat. Do, you, do your days go like this? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Sometimes I, I, I get disappointed in myself because if, the, if I let the day go, if I procrastinate or if I fall into the, the vortex of, you know, just not really achieving anything, I, I kind of derail. But if I'm on, I'm on. Like, yeah. I'll smash everything. And yeah. that's the other joy of the ADD thing. Oh. If I'm focused on something, man, it's 150%. Yeah. If same. I have the slightest, you know, eh, then it's just thrown right in the back. Yeah. You got to get rid of all the distractions. Like, I've set myself up with some systems and, like, 9am, my phone tells me, turn me off, you piece wow. of shit. So turn me off or like focus mode. Focus mode, yeah. nobody can reach me. Like my phone is only, is a brick. Yeah. Like it's available. That's a great tactic. Yeah. And there's, there's features you can install in that, like uh, exceptions, like um, for example, if my wife or my mother or my sister, anybody close to me, mm. it's an emergency. Um, they'll have to ring me three times back to back. Like really quick concessions. So it's a pretty hard wall, like yeah. you've, you've set, which is yeah. which is great. Yeah. But then everybody else can get fucked, you know? Yeah. And I set those people expectations, like me consulting for people. I tell them from the start, I'm like, hey, if you want to get to me quick with a quick response, text me. You'll get something within an hour or two. 
if it's an emergency for whatever fucking reason, most of the time it's never an emergency, mm. call me. If I don't answer, leave a voicemail. Because if you leave a voicemail, I get a specific ringtone thing that says, you have a voicemail. Yeah. Something's fucked. And then I go read the voicemail. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, better do this. And uh, my You other, left the toilet seat up. Yeah. My other rule is, um, I mean, I always answer my mother's phone calls unless it's a podcast episode. Mm. That's the only time. So she's always uh, – but she doesn't abuse that. She, she actually books in with me to make a phone call. Oh, that's great. Yeah. She goes and, – and I felt weird like because I had a friend of mine. Her name's Siobhan. She goes uh, years before. She goes, oh, what? You're too busy now. You have to, I have to make a booking with mm. you. But I, I read that the wrong way. I thought she was like being a bit like bitchy. But she goes – she was actually like – no, this is your life now and yeah, yeah. amazing. You're like, you're, it's good people register that and, and kind of respect it too. Yeah, so booking, like creating Calendly's and stuff, like I send you a yeah. Calendly link to this podcast. That was months in the making that link because people would go to me, Sev, like, or, or I would go to people, I like, mm. would love to have you on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, keen, link. Whereas before I would be like, cool, when are you available? And you do that it's back and forth. It's just this loose promise, like it's all floating in the ether. Yeah, exactly. I'll catch myself out doing that too. I'm like, yeah, so I'll do that gig. Better. Yeah, I'll jump on the mic here. You'll do this. And then it gets to the day and you check your phone. It's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, mate, calendar, calendar stuff is, yeah, holy shit. I can't believe I couldn't. I, I wasn't using that feature yeah. before. I'll just use Google Calendar and just make, yeah. sure, make sure I religiously put it in mm. the second it happens. Yeah, that's the, one of the best habits you can do for yourself if you're a busy person. If you're a nine to five, nothing else, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but then the, the hard part is once you have that habit, it's your expectations of other people following mm. through. Like I set it up so that if you accept my thing, um, you also get a lot of – you sign up for like notifications for it leading up to it. You don't get spam or sign up to some fucking dodgy shit. Yeah. Um, but you get like an email reminder, a text message, which is cool. And Nothing worse than a flake. Oh, my God. Like – yeah. You know, you said yeah. be here 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. It's two minutes late. But, you know, I've made the effort to make sure I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Well, like my it's – like, it's like when you're at a wedding, um, me as a photographer, I say to my clients, uh, my couples, I say to them, make sure that your invite says that your ceremony starts 15 minutes before it actually starts. Of course. I was tricking the you're going to get so many dickheads yeah. every wedding. are just going to come late. And it, it's so good. So that's why I do the 15 minute mm. thing. I'm like, no, it's fine if you're if you're late because you're not late. No, of course, you're yeah. on time. You know, so that's that's the hack. But yeah, there's so many other hacks. Going back to you though, um, what uh, young or what hip hop artists inspire you the most? I'm going to say all the UK rappers. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously growing up, listen to all the American stuff, West Coast, East Coast, all your classics. But man, as soon as I discovered UK hip hop, my love for rap just X, like just exploded. So guys like P Money um, gets all the like Neurom General dudes, UK Boom Bap guys like Ocean Wisdom, High Focus. They're, what they're doing with rap is mental. Like they are taking the core art form and just scattershotting it. Like, mm -hmm. can, you give me, can you give me an example between traditional hip hop, original hip hop? Yeah, so like a hip hop could be, it's like, you know, something hip hop now. It's like, yeah, so listen up. Yeah, this is what I said. I'm kicking on the podcast and I'm back with Sev. It's very... 
Grimes like, yo, because I'm back on the mic. That's why I never do in a heart. I got Seth, yo. I said this one here because the podcast, everybody knows it's next. Like, yo, like it's very like a boxer with a punching bag. Just got, you know, that little yeah. like that. Different, different Whereas flow. hip-hop's very punch. So Grime, when you hear him on a beat, especially the beats are very different as well. They're flying around everywhere. Like the patterns, the syllable use, the flow, mental. Yeah. So that's interesting for me. Whereas now, not to sound like a hip hop purist or anything, but you know, I listen to modern American rap, um, you know, mumble rap for lack of a better word. Mumble rap. Man, and it's Fuck. just nothing stimulating. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing genre pushing. Kendrick calls them condom rappers. Yeah. It's just all carbon copy of the exact same drivel. Like, yeah. And then you're just listening to the beat. And then basically the rap is just the, the <laughs> icing on, t- on the top. Oh. It's yeah, but grime is still pushing boundaries. Any English music is effectively pushing boundaries. Yeah, like the punk I mean, rock revolution. I mean, that's a big <laughs> generalization for me. Like, of course, everyone around the world is doing yeah, but hip hop wise, what the UK artists are doing with rap is just mental. And and uh, when did that movement began? Began? Yeah, I'd say probably early two thousands. So. Guys like Jest, Task Force. I've never heard of any of these. Check people. them out. They're yeah. like, I'll send you some stuff. Roma. Who's the one that goes, how can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Uh, that's Central C. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's like new, new, new school. He's, he's basically the byproduct of five generations of UK rap. So would you consider him mumble rap or? Nah, he's kind of, he would more so be melodic drill. Yeah. So he's kind of, he's pushed like a new subgenre. Melodic from, drill. From drill. I rec- I learned on this podcast a few months ago what drill music was. Mm. Now you have melodic drill. That's right. What so it's a real f- pop friendly like drill sound. Because <laughs> if I man after this, I'm going to show you some like actual drill from the UK. Man, you're going to want to lock all the doors. You're going to want to pull the curtains down. It's scary music, and the topics and themes that they rap about are just brutal. Especially if you know the slang. It's and, like- and how is it delivered? Is it delivered in that new age? Uh, UK hip hop style. So it's, yeah, it's definitely still got the kind of flow. It's like drills a different swing to the downbeat. It's kind of skips around. Yeah. But um, the way that they deliver it is like, yo, oh, chef man, up on the block. If you know what I'm doing, I'm going to stab you up. And I said this before, dun, 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 dun. but like everything's very swingy on the beat. Drills, another subgenre from where UK <laughs> rap started. If we like wind it, wind it, wind it back, UK rap really kicked off with like, and I'm not an authority on UK rap. I'm an Australian bike. Oh, lives in Perth. <laughs> but um, it all kind of kicked off with like the jungle movement where, when all the um, Jamaicans moved over to England in the 70s. Like came... the Ali G song? Yeah, yeah. Wicked, wicked. Wicked, yeah. General Livy, he's <laughs> sick. Yeah, it's all that. And that kind of split off and became like jungle MCs, drum and bass MCs. That split off and became grime and garage. And then from that, obviously, boom bap, hip hop. How do you come up with these names? Like Garage. Who the fuck calls music Garage? Because it used to be made in dudes' garages. What about drill? Were they holding a drill uh, or some shit? That comes, yeah, no, it's <laughs> from Bunnings. Yeah. What? I <laughs> um, Drill was from Chicago. So it was like a real aggressive wow. gang, like music from Chicago. And then the UK dudes adopted it and is, have actually pushed it further than a lot of I'd love to know like what the actual, like the actual original, like who said, okay, it's called drill. Mm. It's just like. Well, actually it comes from, because originally Chicago drill music had, it's a snare rudiment pattern. So like, if you listen to the first kind of era of drill music, the, the drum beat would be like, and it'd have the snare 
going through the whole song and they'd kind of rap over that on the like with the downbeat behind it. So that's why it's called drill music because drum drummer drills from like marching bands. Oh, that's why yeah. it's called that. Okay. All right. I was going in some sort of imagination where I was like drill, I'm thinking power drill. Yeah. Or maybe this is not a drill. It's like someone just like dropped a whole bunch of bars. Like it's real your boy fun. Young Rayobi. Yeah. <laughs> back to back with Big Makita. <laughs> so it's like, it's like one guy in Chicago just dropped a whole lot of like just like trauma through rap. Mm. And everyone was like, bro, that's fucking, that was fucking, and he's like, nah, that's not a drill. Yeah, yes. we're going to call it drill music. This is not a drill. Yeah. <laughs> it's but drill music. It, it's pretty cool, like, what it's become now. Like, it's – man, culture's amazing the way things just the way things develop evolve. and grow yeah. and twist and become new, like, roots and yeah. plants and, like, whatever. Like, but the way drill has progressed now yeah. is it's it was so underground for so long and so rudimentary and then it's become refined yeah. into a slick production. Like, yeah. some of the UK rap videos, man, multi-million dollar budgets Dude. and, like, insane. But now it's, like – Pop drill. They've turned Pop this super drill. angry, violent, like <laughs> dark music into like Central Seas. Like, it's like your mum fucking grounded you and you're yeah. fucking pissed off and you're singing about it. That's drill music. Yeah. Taylor Swift does drill. And now, fucking bro, I wouldn't dumped. be surprised. Man, she incorporated dubstep into one of her songs. <laughs> the day dubstep died. Uh, it's, it's so it's mental. Country drill? Yeah, I'm sure there is. They had country <laughs> trap, don't they? <laughs> Fuck. Lil Nas X, Old Town why, Road. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Everything's being sampled. Well, as soon as anything becomes a core, you know, it's like drill core, oh. like dad core. You just add core to anything and then it becomes a subgenre. Fucking oath. And, and it's like, like everyone's sampling everything yeah. from the 70s funk disco. Because now it's all, all the licensing's like reset, yeah. which I reckon's wicked because it's some of the best music ever made in yeah. the 70s and 80s. Disco, massive disco Dude, head. Yeah, like punk, uh, Daft Punk did it best. And then yeah. you see someone like Kendrick and Drake and, and all those. I appreciate that. I can't wait for the 90s house vocals. <laughs> Man, I'm a massive uh, disco funk house yeah. head. Like, I mean, I know I do rap, but ironically, it's probably one of my least listened to genres. You know, I still give it time and still love it. Yeah. But my passion's in, you know, disco and, and yeah. band music. And Fuck yeah. Like this. Uh, these, these are my favourite bands. You've got Led Zeppelin. Of course. You've got Pink Floyd. I've got uh, Essential, Channel Orange. Right? Essential. I mean, that, that Led Zeppelin, How the West Was Won, was, is, is my favourite live recording ever. Like, it's just, it's just mm. a slap of a, like, there's, there's a lot of, when I saw that, because uh, when That's Spotify, the filmed one, like the, they filmed that? No, that, that, was, right? that, was, that, was some, that was like more recent. Okay. This was like back in, back in the day. And uh, all the dates are on there, but um, what happened was uh, Led Zeppelin, and even Pink Floyd, they were never originally on Spotify. So I grew up with an iPod mini. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember saving up for my first one. It was yeah, great. I had an iPod mini and I figured out LimeWire. LimeWire was my fucking childhood. Bro, I used LimeWire to download LimeWire Pro. <laughs> yes. Hacker. I did that too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. We fucking. Masters we, of the universe. We were living in 2020 fucking, yeah, 2020. 11. <laughs> 2011. <laughs> And then LimeWire Frost came out when everything was starting mm. to get pear-shaped. And um, <laughs> one of my memories of downloading that shit was I was obsessed with Blink-182, like, like really obsessed in high school. And um, I downloaded this one track that I'd never heard of before. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this is- MP3.com. No, no, worse. 
The worst. Halfway oh. through. Halfway through. I'm listening. No, I'm watching gay porno. <laughs> Just like hell loud, like ear rape sort of shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's, at least it's better than those like, you know, someone sends you a video and they're like, turn the sound up and then it's just <laughs> someone fucking like. But yeah, man, it was fucked. But yeah, um, I downloaded uh, all the Led Zeppelins and stuff. I discovered Led Zeppelin through a song called, I can never say this properly, but it's called Bring Your Stomp. Bring Your Stomp. It's got a weird spelling. And the 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 song that I discovered was that, the one from Howard, yeah. how the West was one. So I only ever knew the live version. Oh, that's good. And when I heard the the, the studio it's version, got different energy. I was like, nah. Yeah, it's too clean. Nah. Cut. So I was always after that version. Mm. And then after iPods went shit, um, I was like, right, Spotify, hurry up. And then they got, they released it. And then I got into vinyls. And then I saw the, at Margaret River down at the, the record shop there, that album. I was yeah. like, Sold. Have to. 250 bucks. I don't give a fuck. That's that's a relic. You know? Dude, I've got a gnarly story about vinyl. So when I was young, like eight, I saw my parents' vinyl collection. I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then so I got all the vinyls and I didn't know what they were. I just saw the covers. So I got the, the vinyls out. I'm like, what are these? They, they're useless. They don't look cool. And I threw their vinyls over the fence, took the covers and blue tacked all their covers to my wall in my bedroom. And my mum came home and she's like, what the fuck? And then now I think subliminally, that's why I've worked in DJ stores for like the last 10 years. Cause I'm like, I'm so sorry. But then only, only later in life have I cracked it and you know, when you grow up, you're like, fuck, what have I done? That's fucked. So it's a funny story, but mortified them because I threw their vinyl collection away. So I can imagine someone coming to my house and throwing my fucking 150 records away. Uh, it would, like, I would go AWOL. Yeah. And, and it's funny how, like, it's now over a billion dollar industry again. Totally. It completely outsold CDs. Yeah, CDs. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, easy. Sorry, should I say downloads? Yeah. Like, and even running the music store, like, Every day, someone's kind of grab a turntable. Every time Christmas would come around. Like, Why do you think that is? I think it's because you multiple layers. Like a, you physically own the music. You have a connection to it, and it's an experience. It's like a cathartic. You know, I'm going to listen to this. I look at the art. I read. You know, it's you own it. You feel connected yeah. to it. You know, not oh next next on some yeah. algorithm, and then just the. I guess the acoustically or sonically, vinyls, man, sound oh, yeah. so much richer, especially yeah. on like a good set of monitors. Yeah. It's a real experience-driven thing. I think people coming back to that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an event. I remember I had a massive CD collection and before mm. one of the CD shops in uh, Freo closed down, um, I was able to hawk them all off for like two, three bucks each. I made yeah. like four, five hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, totally. And I had vinyls left and, and I – like maybe 10, 20 years from now, I will probably go, fuck, I should have kept the CDs. Um, I think tapes are slowly- Tapes are coming back. Yeah, tapes are coming back. But that, that's like uh, like a real analog. Yeah. What was, what, vinyl was, vinyls were first though. Mm. Vinyls were before tapes. Tapes definitely, like tapes have a real saturated tone to yeah. them. Like they sound, you know, dirtier and richer than CDs, but as an experience, I don't think it's as cathartic as, no. you know- Picking up a big, beautiful yeah. art sleeve, and you got the you know the vinyl that's like the marbling in it. Yeah, tape is just you like get that, <laughs> the needle, like and rewinding. then it fucking fucks up. Yeah, you have to rewind it. Yeah. So, did you ever 
Did you ever sit there with like one of those old homes, like home stereos and listen to the radio and sample yep. music on and make your own mixtape? Yep. Loved it. Yep. I, I had that my, my bed head when I was growing up had a fucking built-in radio thing mm. and a little tape and I figured out how to listen to the radio and record what was on the radio. Yeah. So I'd be sitting there listening to the radio and I'd be like, oh, I think it's a song coming on. And then I'd be like, all right, record. And you can still hear it whilst it's recording and it was like blink. Yeah. Blink would come on. I was like, yes, I got a blink you, you, song. You, like the, you oh. missed like the first 10 seconds because you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I figured out how to record because it had like a voice feature as well. So I started putting my own like, all right, next song DJ coming Seth. up. <laughs> I actually, I actually pretended I had a rec- uh, uh, recording label. I oh it, yes, I called it Savano Music. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so every time I figured out how to burn CDs, so I went across um, the road to my mate's uncle's house. So my mate Luke was across the road, and then two surely, houses surely down. Surely used Nero back in yes, the day. Yeah. Napster and shit. Yeah. So two houses down was his uncle's house. So we would go to his house. And he had, and this is before we downloaded anything. He was downloading shit for days, and it would take half a day to download one song. As well. I know. Yeah. And then someone would have to use the house phone, and fucking yeah. operation yeah. failed. Yeah, exactly. And then anyway, so he would go to his house, and he would have like twenty songs. Not even that. Like you, that's luxury. Twenty songs on one CD was luxury. Yeah. So we would, yeah, burn it on there, and I'd get home, and I'm like, fuck yeah. And then PlayStation. I figured out the PlayStation One. Yeah, it could play it. You could play it. Yeah. I had a CD Same player. Thing. I was, man, it was wicked. And I would sit there and I would get paper out and I would write the lyrics because there was no lyricfinder.com or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember I discovered Damn It by Blink-182 because I remember listening to that song on a movie called The Bubble Boy. Fuck, I'm going right back to like when I was, in, uh, when I was nine years old. I would sit there and I would replay the song and I'm like, mm. fuck yeah, I got the lyrics. And like I didn't know that. Anybody was else was doing this. I was like, it's like discovering masturbation. Yeah. So you don't even know that everybody. You mean else, other people do this? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, um, and then now it's just like you can fucking get Snapchat and hold it down yeah. and go, oh, now I know the lyrics. And Shazam as well. Yeah, like Shazam. That, that was a game changer. Yeah. For discovering new music, which is cool. But oh, I dude. love that that organic discovery. Like, oh man. Once I got a um a voucher years ago. This is when I was like, you know, whatever, fifteen or something. To 78 Records and because I grew up in Les Murdy. So I had to get the bus down. It's like an hour bus ride into the city. It was like a real experience, you know, $20 voucher. I'm like, yes, yes. went in there, flicking through all the CDs and I picked up this one CD and it said grime, breaks and bass. And I was like, what's grime? Got it, went home, put it in, changed my fucking life. <laughs> now, I've so em- now I've literally emceed and rapped with like a quarter of the dudes on that original CD. Wow. Met all these UK artists that I've been listening to. Like it's mental. So it changes your life. So what was your first musical purchase? First like, musical purchase was a Boss OD1 distortion pedal for my guitar. Wow. So my dad is a massive guitar collector, like of all and vintage studio gear. Um, so he's he's always had instruments in the house. Like every room, it was basically like living in a bloody circus. <laughs> every room, if you stacked it in one of the rooms in my house, it'd be like psh, 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 making all the sounds. Dominoes. Yeah. What about what about uh, first uh, album you ever bought? Offspring original prankster yes. at cash converters, Gosnells. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah, it's, it's burned in my, you know what's funny though is somebody asked me that question, my mate asked me that and I said that and his face dropped and I'm like, what? And he goes, me too, man. 
And this we started seeing original Prankster. Fuck yeah. We went, we went and watched them last year. Oh, right. Yeah. Spewing and missed it. Dude, it was sick. And my, my toe is still black. Yeah. Man, yeah. it's one of the most um, – what's, what's the singer's name again? Uh, I don't remember. No, no not Noodle. Fuck. Uh, Noodle? No, that's the guitarist? That's the guitarist. But the singer's – his voice is yeah, like dude. one of the most recognisable voices so in music. If you sung like two words, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, it's offspring. But um, mine was uh, in Adelaide because mm-hmm. I was on a family trip down to see my stepdad's family and we went to Sanity. Yeah, rest and, in peace. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was a single, a CD single. Oh, I remember had them. fucking singles. And do you remember like on the walls you had the album section, like top albums and then top singles? Yeah. Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Oh, Yes. Dude, you just triggered me majorly. <laughs> yeah. I swear that was like my second or third. <laughs> yeah. And it had it had um, Smooth Criminal and then it had another song. It was like yes. the B-side to the single. Yes. Still pumped. Oh, mate. Love that, man. It was dope. It, it was, was dope. so heavy back in I, the day. I was that kid that fucking listened to that same track mm. over and over and over again. And then like when you'd hear silence in the house. Man, I remember when I got my first, like it was one Christmas – and I'd just been like nagging and nagging for Slipknot, the self-titled oh, yes. CD. And I got, their, I got their self-titled one and I just remember moshing in my room to it. It was so sick. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, see, there's moments like oh. that, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's the exact same experience for, for the young crew these oh, days. But you know what though? Like it's great for them. To like have it, to go to a yes. store, to see it. Other people are there looking at music. You're like, what are they looking at? Yeah. I, uh, I think it's because I'm busy right now, but. I haven't had that experience recently. Like mm. I'm not looking for it though. Um, the last experience I, I had discovering a new artist was when I was like, I just pressed, I just went to a genre on Spotify, yeah. like Spotify literally, and pressed shuffle mm-hmm. and then pressed play until I found a track that matched what I was trying to make, yeah. right? And this was like through, uh, actually four years ago now when I was making my one of my very first kind of uh, videos because I was doing a photo shoot with a model mm-hmm. and I was, yeah, I was just like, all right, I've, I've done the edit, but I, n- I now need a, a music track, which isn't how you do it. You're meant to choose the music yeah, I was going to say, first. like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to go back and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, for some reason when I did it back then, it, I'd always find a song that would just match and I would just have to maybe edit mm. it just a little bit. But I didn't really care about the cuts being on beat because it looked sick. You could find this on all of my Instagram, by the way. But um, yeah, there was this one thing, and um, I pressed random, and then bang, uh, it was uh, Anderson Pack oh, um, track, and I discovered From Malibu. Yeah, yeah, and I discovered Anderson Pack, and I was like, Bro. "Holy fuck!" I went through his whole discography. I was like, "What the exactly fuck?" Exactly like what you just said, man. Malibu. When I heard that album, dude, I got that on vinyl. Same. It yeah. was. It was lit- like the piano one. First vinyl purchase was yeah. Parkway Drive, Killing with a Smile, because that yeah. was one of my favorite albums when Banger. I was a young dude. Second was Pendulum, Hold Your Color. Yes. Got it signed by Paul the other day, which is sick. Um, and then Malibu, because that that album was just mind melting, oh, mate. Yeah, like and every song. Yeah. It's like a two thousand and one. Yeah, like, like level of yeah, yeah, and so good. And like, and that was. That was back then before he collabed with Bruno. And then before. Blue. Silk Sonic's so good though. Yeah, dude. Like it's a, such a good thing. Yeah. I'm surprised not many more artists are going into duos these days because it was – Pretty it was, power, like power link up. When I saw yeah. that happen, I kind of thought it was like, is this a Warner Music Sony like 
push, but I think genuinely they <laughs> Yeah, no, it works. Up. It works. And and like I, I knew of I feel hipster saying this, but I was like, I knew Anderson Pack before everybody else. Yeah. Like people people spell pack P A C K. I'm like, no. And there's a fucking period before the P fucking Yeah. I'm fucking plebs. It kind of it's like a little like Ooh, yeah. like I watched this when it had 10,000 views. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And it's the same with uh, Khalid, mm. um, the the 18 year When I discovered him, again, it was a random shuffle. Yeah. And it was uh, a song called Let Go. And it started off hell slow. It's like, yeah, everybody put your hair off something. Everybody something, mm. motherfucker. And then what? And then he started singing. And I'm like, this is sick. This is a vibey song. Yeah. And I like that one song. It's, and I'm and I'm hell cool, skeptical. Like. I'm hell skeptical because I'm like, do I do I bother having a look at everything else? Or do I go, that's one song? That's, that's all I need. Yeah. And I looked at everything else and uh American Dream was his album. Every song on that album, I was like, this is fucking sick. I can't believe he's 18 years old. Mm. And then, yeah, and then he blew up and everybody liked him. And I was like, oh, I knew about him early. So I get that a lot because I I just like religiously follow all the grime channels and stuff, like all the street level stuff. And you see all these rappers when they're like still on the street. Yeah. And then they get a music video out and then it starts going. And then all of a sudden they become this new thing. But then I'm like, I like, did I, do I stop liking them because they're so popular and they've they've changed? And then it kind of, I'm like, nah, I need to find more new music. So I keep yeah, diving and digging so yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel as though sometimes when I haven't had that people blow it's recently. kind of they lose that mm. original spark and mm. that passion that kind of took them there because yeah. when you when you get up there it's just like you just got to keep the show going kind yeah. of thing I mean I see random musicians pop up on my for you page on TikTok um, like girls from Canada or something yeah. and they play piano or guitar really beautifully they have a nice voice and I don't even know what they're singing about because I'm just mesmerized. And then I'm like, is this an original or a cover? And mm. I messaged them. And when, when you have a fucking verification tag and heaps of followers, <gasps> they're like, this? oh, my God. And I'm just like, no, I genuinely like your music. Like, yeah. you know, and then they start talking to you and you're like, oh, cool. This is you know, nice that, you know, mm. that they interact with you. And then I say to them, I hope you like this with all your fans really early because that's how you – can blow up you reply to everybody and um yeah like i like discovering new things when i have time but yeah man i just i'm craving the next big artist that isn't mumble rap because that's not for yeah. me like i'm not shitting on any genres no of course yeah but for me like hip-hop i'm stuck in the early 2000s it's stagnated yeah you know pr- probably gonna get mass uproar and mass hate for saying yeah. that but I guess in my sphere and kind of mm. what, what I've listened to and, and like, man, I feel like a lot of it's just hit a, a dead end and then it's just replicating itself yeah. stuck in this yeah. little like. So you kind of need something new. We're, and we're like another new thing comes through, like for example, the Central Sea thing when he, you know, started pop drill or whatever, um, melodic drill, that kind of took it to a new place and then now that's spawning other people. Yeah. But I feel like mainstream hip hop, the limelight's definitely shifted from like, Boom Bap Street, you know, like your Wu-Tang stuff to then like early 2000 Club Bangers, that was the limelight. Now it's, it was on mumble rap for years, but now it's just in this like dead genre phase where it's every artist is the exact same. Yeah. Lil this, Lil that, oh. Lil Mumble. SoundCloud rappers. Lil Speech Impediment. <laughs> Lil- <laughs> and then it's kind of, it, it's just stopped. And yeah. But the limelight of, I guess, popular um, you know, record labels, what they're pushing and everything is that. And there's, 
there's all this exciting, awesome stuff going on around it, mm. but that's not in the mainstream. So I guess, yeah, it's important to, to keep digging and hunting like, yeah, you know, we're saying. You've got to dig. Yeah. and Because like, the power's in our hands now, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't dis hate, uh, dislike any genre. I just prefer to listen to my old school yeah, shit. Yeah, totally. My old school stuff is like my safety. Mm. Um, but even now, my my, dad, my listening is more podcasts and audiobooks. You know, you're getting yeah, older. Same. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, just something. Just some, I'd love to just go to a club and listen to something new for the first time mm-hmm. and go, "Holy fuck, what is this?" That's. I mean, I can definitely. I crave that experience, dude. I, I just am I like itching it. to chime in on on that statement because you know, do a lot of stuff in clubs. Obviously, I'm seeing the yeah. rest. And you know, there's some clubs I go to and and um, they're perpetuating and pushing new culture which is amazing yeah like you just lose yourself you know like, i've never heard this and you can hear the whole crowd just go off gun yeah. fingers in the air and then you know i walk past other clubs in northbridge and i'm like they're playing pony into soldier boy again and then as i keep walking another 10 meters down the road past another club they're playing pony in another another club and then like it's the same you know mr brightside there's so many clubs you go to and they're just playing the same pool of 60 songs and they've been running it for like 30 years, years yeah. or, you know, 20 years, whatever. Fuck. And then they add one new song if it blows up from whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's not pushing culture. It's just recycling. Whereas I'll go to a club night. Oh, man. Some of my mates run or like, you know, DJs play at or awesome drum and bass show. People are losing their minds because they've never heard anything like it and can't hear anything like yeah. it here. I went to... Um this is this is before COVID uh, to San Francisco um, on a solo trip. It was a solo trip for the ages, and um, I went on an adventure one night. It was a, a spontaneous adventure that I didn't know would happen. And long story short, I ended up in a club upstairs, and I went upstairs to the club because there was a line going up the stairs. And I'm like, what the fuck's up there? And the, the lower story of the club was a bit kind of like just chill, a bit dark, like can't see much and everyone was just chilling. Went upstairs and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that there was anything upstairs. Went up there, it was a fucking vibe. It's like the, the, the floor was going to cave in because everyone was bouncing. Man. Drake was on there and they were all fucking um, – all these random songs I'd never heard of before but everyone was singing every word and I'm like, Fuck, sick. I have – I'm out of place, so but you, this is you sick. had that experience where you yeah. discovered something new. Yeah. And I it's was, profound because it's, yeah, left a mark. It's yeah. awesome. It was sick. But that was like four years ago. I craved that experience again. I I really want something new. And, yeah, like I'm seeing the Chili Peppers next uh, – this month now. Yeah. Um, that's going to be sick. Um, <laughs> funny story. We went to see the Chili Peppers in Paris last year. Because – and the reason why we went to Paris was because they were playing and we were cr- close by in fucking the Netherlands. Yeah. Because that's where we went. A- anything's and, close by in Europe, eh? Yeah. And, a- and we were in the crowd waiting. Anderson Pack was playing then too. Oh, mad. We were in the crowd waiting for Chili Peppers to come on and I was going to um, – I was actually thinking about booking chemotherapy because every cunt was fucking – Smoking there, French people and cigarettes. Oh, and no windows? Name and I icon- – no, it was window. It was outside. It was in an arena. Sorry, I just mean like European venues. <laughs> yeah. like, man, I've been in a basement yeah. in Berlin and you couldn't see. It was no. just cigarette smoke. Yeah. Like- and, you know, hot air rises and I'm above everybody in France because everyone's short. <laughs> and just, I'm just getting everyone's exhales. Anyway, um, Sabine's like – my wife's like, oh, uh, chili peppers are coming to, um, to Australia in 23 in Feb. I'm like, sick. 
She's like, oh, so you just chose to bail it? No, no, no. We stayed there. Okay. We obviously stayed there, but we didn't. We weren't at the front because we didn't get the premium tickets. She goes, they've just released and the premium tickets are available. I'm like, yeah, this view's all right, but I'd rather be right at the mm. front. So we literally purchased Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets at a Red Hot Chili gig? Yeah. Talk about super fan. That's fucked. That's great. It's like going to McDonald's, getting your feed, and then ordering another one at the drive-thru already. <laughs> yeah. Or like on the app going, yeah, I'm coming in. Or yeah. getting an Uber delivery going, yeah, can I get the Macca's uh, thing um, delivered to my door, but you're at the drive-thru yeah, ordering. Yeah, I'll have that for 2025 as well, please. <laughs> That's great though. But yeah, super fan, super fan. Going back to yourself um, and your journey, um, you've manifested your things, you've got your goals, you're going well. Um, now it's time to uh, give the audience a bit of a taste test. I can't wait, man. So I've got, I've got my phone on me somewhere and hopefully you'll be able to hear it. We can do it in time. I'm going to put, um, fuck, barely, barely an hour and my phone's fucking just everyone's texting. So I'm going to put the instrumental. I have this album saved, The Watcher. Here it is. Oh, The Watcher. That's such a good instrumental. So, um, and I'm just going to play it and uh, I'm going to put it on the mic and you'll be able to hear it because it's loud, hopefully. And um, how I want you to do this is come in whenever you're ready and let's go with, obviously include the Sevo show. Yeah. However, you can just be Sevo or Sevo Show or whatever. Uh, so that's one. And then the other one. You can't tell me now. Huh? Because you can't tell me the topics now because then I have too long to think about it. Oh. So I'll start rapping and then you can just shout, shout stuff out. Oh, I can do it like yeah, that. Yeah, because then it's, it's really testing me. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. I'll, all right. I'll, Sick. I'll try and get in on this as well. I'll, I'll, I'll hit right. you up with something. Yeah, shout right. some stuff out. Ryan's going to shout some stuff out as well, but you've got The Watcher. The original song by Dr. Dre from the album 2001. Don't fucking flag me for copyright because it's going to be a banger. So the Sevo, yeah, the Sevo show to start with. Yeah, I guess you better know. Reppin' for the flows of Bat with Bros up on the Sevo show. Sevo show. Okay, so I play with the Lego though. Stepping on these bricks is pretty sick. I guess they never know, but let it go. Okay, done with my tricks. Thank you so much for the drink. It's a 196. So you understand, I better be telling them I'm like another felon because I'm sipping on the double lemon. Lemon then look, I'm venomous. Kind of like a Spider-Man. Can I ask you for a topic so I can start the rhyme a plan? Trying to say something. TikTok. What about Ryan? Set TikTok account. Okay, so listen now, I best just bounce. I'm about to spit some hip hop now on the TikTok account. So look, you understand I've got a couple people, I'm no borrowers, but I highly suggest you probably tag me to get some followers. But look, okay, now I just get, I can feel my attention spans shorter than a TikTok reel. So look, I'm about to keep on rapping mass appeal. So I need another topic to just spit bars of steel. I got this Mac laptop. It got repaired today, and I'm very stoked about it. MacBook laptop okay. repair. Right, okay, so when my computer broke, then I guess I was scared. I need to go to the shop to get a MacBook repair. But I guess that I think that it must be done. I probably have the same computer as you. Is it a Mac M1 or Mac M2? So I guess I can do. We probably need to get some parts so we can fix it true. So look, I think that you probably want to try this. Your Mac broke from getting a virus. <laughs> All right, now the aesthetics of this place. I've got chairs from Ikea. I've got some uh, old school kind of uh, gentleman's club vibes okay. and some vinyls. 
Okay, I guess I keep it honest and feel Thank you so much for the forest green and I'm wearing teal But I think that's a color clash Look, I'm about to keep on rapping, now I need to get it matched Look, I'm telling bro, look, I'm about to hit him with the flow Call me Elton John, paving on a yellow brick road But they never know because it best just be Are these rogue PSA1s or SM7Bs? But look, and now you see, I'm about to rap it fresh I'm going all around the globe like Atlas when I'm playing chess So look, I'm about to get a long neck like a giraffe You should probably pour a little bit of wine in that carafe So stop, perfume Hugo Boss See the vinyl in the back So guess what's lost Abyss Get the words that you Pretend to feel I need another whiskey So I sip on you So look Okay I'm sick boy Lost in the mirror Reflecting like Pink Floyd Yeah So you best just tell them I'll let the water break Cause I'm Led Zeppelin And this is like me There's no damn danger Ah uh, baby Jesus in a manger 36 chambers Wu-Tang Back up on the vinyl Max Shane said you went to France Did you see the Eiffel? <laughs> yes what a what a fucking there you go the whole boom the whole back of my studio he just wrapped the shit out of it <laughs> there it is and, and it can't turn off and it can't turn do off do you know what i feel like sometimes you know that x men character cyclops <laughs> and he has to wear those glasses because if he takes them off it's just what's that's, next give me something that's else. me shutting up yeah <laughs> that's amazing that's Cheers, so man. good that's so good what has been your favorite memorable combination of rhymes uh, on whose rhyme do you remember that is such a hard question because when i rap i'm i'm lost in it so yeah. I, i'm actually not present in what exactly it is i'm saying which sounds ironic but so everything that just happened then I can't think back and go, oh, I said that. I could just I just see the things I was talking about. That's why you record it, I guess. That's right. So you can like but come back. There's been some monster punchlines, yeah. um, monster bars and setups. I guess probably the easiest way to answer that is just post I'll post some videos and stuff yeah. people can check out. Have you ever uh, found like a combination where you were like, oh my God, I can't wait. If someone brings this topic up again, you would kind of you know, like you save that for the back of your yeah. head and then someone gives you that and you already go, I've done this before Yeah, and I'm just going to add a little bit more. Cause you've, yeah, obviously so I reckon probably for me the way that I would process it is so if somebody had like a topic or a theme and I know the rhyme words that are associated with things within that theme mm. and then I've kind of, I can link and build bridges between those words. So then I've got this like catalog of of words that rhyme that are applicable to the topic and then i'm like joining them all together That's amazing. like somebody at a show the other day they're like um rap about bird watching <laughs> and i just had in my brain all these different birds like were just coming to mind because i was watching all like naked nature documentaries <gasps> recently <laughs> so all these birds were just flying out of the ether in the in my brain in my mind's eye and it's just like parrot when I'm rapping, can't stop it with the ostrich and the ibis when I'm rhyming, I'm super sad with the psilocybin. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was just going, at the end of it, I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> like to myself, <laughs> I was like, dude, you're weird. <laughs> is that like, is that helpful? Is that, is that something they actually do as well? You have to, you, you consume more Man, random I'm shit? A, I'm just uh, a sponge. savage and sponge for knowledge. So like my form of entertainment, some people will sit and watch reels or some people watch a do, like a, a fiction show. I will like pull up a documentary on the weirdest shit or I'll whip out Wikipedia and just study something or read like geopolitics, <laughs> news, every kind of spare minute. Man, so I'm just I wanna, soaking I wanna up test knowledge. You, I want to test you with the topic. Just, Do it. Just, just like it's completely random. Go for it. Um, now we're talking about 2001. I'm going to keep, keep uh, on that. Um, have you heard of this one? Oh. Fuck you. All right. Yeah. I want you to... Bring back the queen from the dead. 
and uh, includes some documentary all-time god, David Attenborough. All right? All right. On the drop. You ready? Let's do it. Uh, uh-uh. Right. As you can see here, okay, I came to rap with ya. Yeah, I'm a nature documentary maker, David Attenborough. And now I've got something, I'm living in a dream and it's obscene and it seems that somebody killed the queen. So look, okay, I'll rip it when I tell him, no lizard, but I think that it's conspiracy with nice Prince Philip. So I guess what can a man do? I'm up in Kathmandu with Prince Andrew. So look, I'm about to keep on rapping till she's dead, but I try to bring her back on the coin like 50 cents. So this is the queen, she's just laying in her bed. So look, I think the uh, fiction never left. So look, I'm trying to tell you, you know that I'm honest in a wonderland like Alice. Suck my Phallus, Buckingham Palace, David Attenborough, now you know I came to film a documentary down the Arctic in the cold, so yo, okay so I guess let's sing, I'm about to go down to the south with the penguins, maybe they took her body, you know that you know this is potent, you should let it go like she's frozen, oh so look, the queen, now nah, it's just obscene, but it seems to me that she's died and left with the sheep up in the dreams, so that's where she goes, so welcome back to the orangutans, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's my that's one of my favorite tracks. It's great. That's especially so the, sick. especially the start of the song where it's like a recording. Yeah. Uh, do you remember how it starts? It's like, a skit, isn't it? It's it's like a, a was it a skit? I always believed made it to believe that it was actually a recording from an answering machine oh, of, of yeah, an actual yeah, yeah. answering machine of a girl yeah. going, "Hey, I miss you, Dre." You know. Yeah. But that's sick, man. Queen Attenborough. Oh, we've like, had some mad topics. Like, I mean, in Who's Rhyme, but even in my solo show, like. The solo show I do, it's basically a, a piss take TED talk about mm. building a rap identity for me. And I go through each genre and I ask questions for each. So like hip hop, I'm like, hip hop's all about storytelling. I'm like, where do you live? What's your favorite food? What's your job? Whatever. Yeah. But I get people to make up dumb answers and then I have to roll all the answers in to do a rap. So some of them like the other night was like, um, where do you live? It was like Siberia. What do you do for work? I'm a grave digger. Oh my God. What's your favorite food? Lasagna. And like, I have to cohesively mold it together. So it gets my brain going to yeah. like the weirdest places. What's so, the hardest word to rap? Hardest word to rap? See that? Orange? Like, orange for morning. the God of the morning. It's like, that's always the classic that everyone brings up. Another person said silver, but I was like pilfer immediately. Pilfer. Pilfer, which I mean, it's kind of, it's not clean. Yeah. Um, but I'd definitely say the hardest words, multi-multi-syllable, because it depends how cleanly you want to wrap it. Mm. When I'm like wrapping a multi-syllable word, my brain's just like chop, 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 and then mm. it tries to fit a syllable for each one and make a cohesive sentence. Yep. But um, the higher the syllable count, the harder it gets, because a lot of people might just rhyme the end part of it, yep. and that's kind of passes as, as a rhyme. Yeah. I can't – one doesn't come to mind. It's only when I'm rapping and – I see it and I'm like, oh shit, it's coming up. How can I do it? Yeah. All right. I've got one more for you. I want to, and I want to try and edit this uh, before it actually happens. But the big bash grand final. So I'm going to tell you something. Okay. I don't know anything about sport. Oh, fuck. I'm so, so sorry. Sport's a real shit topic for you. It's, it's really bad. Okay. You know, I can rap about literally sport, but my oh. pop culture knowledge for sport's horrible. All right. I'll give you some clues and then you can bring it in. Uh, but you got Big Bash, which is cricket, and the Perth Scorchers mm. are in the grand final. Oh, mad. Right? And that, that, that's where I was going with it. Sick. So let's do that, but go on a tangent. All right. All right. So I'm going to try for the public. I am 
the least athletic dude you probably ever met. All right. So this is for the fans. All right, here we go. Yeah, I'm a white rapper, but I'm about to hit the wicket at the cricket at the whacker. But here's another one, and I probably should warn ya. It's a hot day down in Perth summer, but you can call me the Scorchers. So look, now you see, I'm at the T-ball team. I'm in the baseball scene, but I'm just playing heat. So look, this is something that you know you should taste. Max Shane's about to hit a home run on third base. So look, I'm about to tell you, you know that you get it. I'm about to kick back when the ball hits me back on the helmet because I'm trying to run, and now I'm spitting these facts. I'm whipping my bat when I hit it till my eye goes black. So listen, my people now, you know that I'm no evil When I have another streaker on the pitch eaten by seagulls Yeah, so this is what happens, I guess I pass But I'm about to keep and diving for the ball and the grass And y'all should pass So I think I'm about to hit the revival Shout out to the vinyl, but the scorchers hit the final And now you can just see, you should probably taste y'all I'm more like a t-ball guy, but they play baseball But this is way too sick, no mistress I fixed this, but right now on the sports bet list So look, I just think that I got a rap Now you want to be for all the people out there you should gamble responsibly yeah so listen this is how it goes because i'm about to kick a flow with my boy servo because we're on the show so i guess there's no bomb blast i'm on last and i rep these freeze on the podcast and if you're a sportsman yeah i guess i sound awkward that's the reason that i try to rap and now i'm talking because i probably should just know some more about sports when i heard it you're recorded but i think when i'm just activating now i learned it and i'm burned it and i turned it like the scorches when i get the ashes and the urns are earned <laughs> nah bro you were speaking about cricket and facts but I'm about to hit again when I'm just spitting on these raps so you should get outside you should hit the ball you should probably live your life and then you should just call and call up all your mates you should hop out on a nice sunny day in WA yeah uh, Max Shane everybody Woo! he is an absolute legend thank you for coming thank you, on. it's an absolute and, pleasure man and um, one piece of advice you have for the kids out there who are wanting to yeah, you just get started. Maybe it's what you do or something something else. What advice would you have for them? Go for it. I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds stereotypical, but don't take yourself seriously and just and just give it a crack. That's literally how I started. Just having a joke. You know, I wanted to try my hand at rhyming on tunes and beats. Go for it. You Fuck yeah. do not know where it's going to lead you. Now, now give that advice in a rap. Oh, I would gladly give this advice. Here, Here we, we go. go. Kids. Hey. Kids, this is how you do it. Okay, so when I was a younger guy, I probably needed help because all my friends told me that I should believe in myself. I probably needed some inspiration, but there was just no delegation. I was looking at the reflection at myself and I was patient. So I started listening to myself and now you heard me. Kids, you have a chance. Don't learn it when you're 30, but you should probably do this at a younger age. And if you need to like a rap, you should probably flip the page. And now you need to start. You probably need to speak the bars. Even if you're rolling around with your mum and dad up in the car, you should probably just rap with a couple of mates and maybe tell them you should probably kick back and sell because if you have an instrumental or a song that you like you should probably kick some raps at night and pick up the mic and spit it tight so I think that don't tell your mates if they say you're bad then they're, they're liars so it's time to spit some fire so when I was young I used to believe in other opinions and the people that around in my scene and my team that's probably what just built me a cage and that's the reason that I got pent up and filled with rage so I realized that's what not what life's about I probably just need to pick up the mic and scream and shout and believe up in myself because I just need some confidence as a matter of fact if you do it right to get compliments but look I was on the fence now that's true so I'm at a podcast here talking to you that's what happens if you can believe in yourself true so that's the reason I'm perpetually in a happy mood yes again Max Shane if you weren't uh, inspired by being a freestyle rapper uh, from that fuck 
definitely it's not for you, but something else is out there. Re-listen to that totally. shit and get it. And um, how do we find you? How do we get to see a sh- show? Totally, yeah. Um, you can chase me down at Shane on the mic, M-A-C-S-H-A-N-E on the mic. TikTok, Instagram, so many freestyles up there. And if you want to watch some of my music videos, listen to my music, Shane on YouTube, Shane on Spotify. As always, good thanks. Thanks, guys.